This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. Chora uto, adelu mar talal kulesi. Chalo ye YouTube ka ban khulte chora. Ali Gulbir, tu kya sakta hai abu? Ek gaane se tum log ko pack karu. Zada bola to pad jaunga jaan ko file khol dunga mubarshal Luqman can't grow. Tera style mujhse kabi compare na hoga. Tu zainab market hai main Asim jo fakayde rap chora. Samjha ya samjhaun ja Atif se pooch. Baaki surkiyan sabood mera Facebook status bhi bane breaking news. Mere gaano par siyasat daano ke views. Par ab tak main dadu main bhang piyo. संगत हर मुल्क में कराची में जीव मुझसे जले तो मैं हूँ साजिश जूस की मैंने बनाए रैकेट्स तुम्हारे फूस की सच बोलूंगा चाहे निकले सुओ मोटो मेरी बोतें मुझे वापस दो अति का ओडो मेरा मुंह ना खुलवा अब बे जा तू मैं हूँ सुनामी तू है आह तू बेकरी वालों को पिटवाते हो यूट्यूब खोलो खोलो बैन खोलो बैन चोर साले हाथ हमारे गिरा देंगे तुम्हारी ये प्रॉक्सी दीवारें खोलो बैन चोर साले हाथ हमारे गिरा देंगे तुम्हारी ये प्रॉक्सी दीवारें खोलो बैन चोर साले हाथ हमारे गिरा देंगे तुम्हारी ये प्रॉक्सी दीवारें खोलो बैन चोर साले PTA office, bring reporters and cameras. Rocking V for vendetta masks like anonymous hackers. Was going viral on the web, I was stomping some rappers. But now I have to hide my ass with a proxy and password. They shut spot flocks off, and now there's boys in the street. Try humping everything in sight like some monsters in heat. Pent up testosterone in men with no form of release. And then we wonder why they're angry, obnoxious, and creeps. But banning YouTube? This is a new age. It's sleazy politicians with their comb-overs and toupees, and scummy supervillains with control over what you play. And who's to say they can when they burn through money you paid? They go and force the censorship, but ignore the bigger threats. I doubt these crooks can even grasp the fucking internet, let alone be in charge of important decisions. Blatant hypocrisy with bullshit moral convictions, and how we're blind. We face their machine with lone rage, while they rape us and take us back to the stone age. So if the government don't like the venom this man spits, you can be. Hear silly bitch and tell him to ban this. Bolo ban chor saale, hak hamare. Gira denge to mari ye proxy divare. Bolo ban chor saale, hak hamare. Gira denge to mari ye proxy divare. Bolo ban chor saale, hak hamare. Gira denge to mari ye proxy divare. Bolo ban chor saale. some Adil Omar in the house. Uh, that is a little video, uh, actually, that Adil um, shared with me. As you know, he is my Pakistani hip hop friend. He's my little brother. I call him my little brother. But then I thought, oh, my God, one day, like, you know, with the NSA and everything, they're like, <laughs> I'm in cahoots with some Pakistani hip hop artist. Anyway, he sent me a link to that on Twitter. And it's a protest song about Pakistan 
banning YouTube. Uh, and um, you, you got to see this thing. It's pretty, pretty, pretty ballsy. And as you could tell, the first half was in Urdu. Uh, so none of us understand anything. Unless, of course, you speak fluent Urdu. And uh, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Adil continues to do great work out and about and in the world. Uh, but uh, welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is uh, February 27th. Uh, that means March is two days away, which means we are just marching along in this year. We are not fucking around anymore, people. This isn't January. This isn't some half-assed beginning of a year. No, this is we're heading into a, a, the third month, the month of the actual spring equinox, a whole other season will be starting uh, in the next month. So, uh, and I'm sure most of you are really happy about that because, you know, I heard the winter has been pretty evil out there. Um, of course, us in Southern California wouldn't know anything about that because we've just had summer all winter. Uh, I was driving up to Santa Barbara last weekend and normally in February in Southern California, you drive on the 101 North to Santa Barbara and there's these rolling beautiful hills. They haven't been fucked up with condominiums or McDonald's yet. And these rolling beautiful hills that I have been driving through and by for 35 years of my life. And in February, they are normally emerald green. It is as if you were in Ireland or Scotland and you're just... Some part of you feels renewed and you know that it's like, oh, the cycle of life, the, the, the changing of, of, of the, the seasons, there's a cleansing going on. And as I'm driving up this highway, I'm looking at these hills and they are grayer, 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 brown, brown, gray than I have. I've never seen them so horridly beigey, gray, brown. And it was like, you know, as a, like a, a homo sapien as a member of a species, I was like, oh, fuck, the planet is really dying. And ultimately, as we all know, the planet will be fine. Uh, but, you know, the people, the humans, you and I, we would like to stick around a little longer. Um, of course, we'd like a say in who sticks around with us, but we don't get to have that yet. Uh, but it did. It was just depressing. And I was like, oh, we didn't, we really haven't had any rain in a long, long time. So, so if you follow me on Twitter and or Facebook, you will know that in the last 24 hours, I've been kind of giddy about the little bit of rain we got last night. I was on Stormwatch 2014. I kept going outside and checking to see if actual rain had fallen from the sky yet. And by I think it was about 1030, 11, it finally did. But tonight, the big storm hits. We're going to get it for two days. And it says 100% on my Weather Channel app for two whole days. And, uh, you know, and I'd be fine with it going into Sunday. But I know there's a lot of people here in Los Angeles who are, um, you know, uh, going to a fancy event on Sunday called the Oscars. And uh, they wouldn't be too happy. Uh, you know, you could almost see the furrow and the brow of the thousands of publicists in this town that the idea of rain happening on that day. But uh, I'd be okay with it. So anyway, we're going to get about 48 hours. Uh, it is one of those ones where the local news is has a very large heart on for they're 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 apoplectic with this storm coming in. And, and I hope it delivers. I hope it delivers. I hope there's flooding. I hope there's mudslides. I hope there's uh, impossible traffic on the 405. I hope it fucks everything up because I love when Mother Nature comes around and does that stuff. And we really, really need it. We really, really need it. So very excited about the rain. Uh, 
And yes, this is week two. Well, not technically week two, since I'm only doing two shows a month right now. So this is show number two in February, where I do not have an essay to read because, well, people, I am really fucking written out. I don't have time to write an essay. I don't. The only thoughts I have that I can put on paper are dedicated to my book. Uh, I wish I had other thoughts going on right now, but all I'm thinking about right now is how to integrate my losing my virginity uh, into chapter eight. And uh, ha- maybe it needs to be a separate chapter. I'm thinking my virginity just needs to be a separate chapter. I think that, that you know, because that would probably finally respect my virginity way more than I did at 15 and three quarters when I lost it. So that's what's been on my mind all week. I've just been writing my ass off with all of that. And uh, it's, I, I found a quote earlier this week. Oh, I can't remember who the fuck it was to, I, you know, I should write these things down, but I can't because I'm writing other things down. Uh, and it was, uh, writers never not write. If they're not writing, they're thinking about writing. So that is my life right now. I'm either actually at the computer writing or there's some part of my brain, conscious or subconscious, that is uh, doing the writing. And um, I, Wow. <laughs> it's very intense. I need a vacation from myself. And yes, extremely first world problem. I get it. Uh, and yet, this is my life. I don't have another life to share. So if you're looking for something else, then I'm sure there's a podcast for that too. But don't leave. Don't leave yet. Uh, so and there was, oh God, I was on Facebook last night because, you know, you got to take a break. And social media is one way I do that. And I found two just amazing stories, which... You know, you kind of learn about these things about humans, even in your teens or your 20s. And then you think, oh, you know, but there's hope. There's hope for the species to evolve. We, in 30 years, hopefully humans won't be doing this. This won't be going on. Uh, one of which is just basic, uh, you know, corruption. Not so much corruption, but just elitism is what it is. And uh, so I'm sure most of you have seen it, the story of the CEO of Exxon, who uh, his, you know, the bottom line of Exxon is very much dependent on natural gas exploration and fracking being a big part of that. Uh, and of course, if you go to the website, they'll talk about the importance of fracking and how it's it's not endangering anything and how, how safe it is and all these reg- – and oh, and how it shouldn't be regulated the way it is because these regulations are slowing down commerce and blah, 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 blah. Well, turns out that this gentleman, the CEO of Exxon – don't remember his name. Uh, we'll just call him Fucky McFuckfuck. Uh, he um, – they're going to build a fracking tower near his large estate in Texas. It's a big tower and there's going to be a lot of cranes, a lot of noise, and there's going to be fracking in the area. And, of course, he's got a big well on his property. And so he's now saying he doesn't want this particular tower to be built near his property. And it's just so fantastic because it's come out in the open, it's in public, and uh, he is and looks like the total douchebag that he really is. It's just amazing. So uh, so there's that. So, so no, um, the CEOs of America's biggest energy corporations are not evolving. They're just... Uh, yeah. Anyway, and uh, and then there's another one, <laughs> another story that it's like I shouldn't be laughing, uh, but it's that funny. Uh, a man, a gun owner, of course, a gun gun owner was demonstrating to his girlfriend 
she's very nervous around guns. So he was demonstrating to his girlfriend how safe guns really were. And he has three handguns in the house. And he was telling her how he never, you know, they're not loaded or anything. You're perfectly safe in the house. And he put one up to his head, click, nothing. Second one up to his head, click, nothing. Third one up to his head, blew his head off. Yes. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so there is some some evolution in this moment because, you know, this is part of part of Darwin's theory. It's not all of it, but it's the one that gets quoted all the time is, you know, the um, the uh, survival of the fittest. Uh, and so, you know, the species, the species will be OK without this man's sperm creating more children in the world. Uh, the extra terrifying, horrific part of it was not only did this happen for his girlfriend, but there were three children in the house when it did happen. They did not see it, thank God. And I don't know if they were his children or not. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that happened too yesterday. Fantastically strange shit. Uh, you can't make this shit up, people. You just can't. Uh, you you know, you if you wrote it in a script, you'd be told you'd be you'd get notes, and they'd be they'd be shaking their heads, going, "No, that's ridiculous. That can't happen." Well, now we have we have a link to a story that it did happen. So, f you, Mister Studio Chief. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's all I have to share. End of February, rain, strange stories. It's dry. We're so dry here. We're very, very happy. And um, and that's it. So I don't have an essay, so we'll, we'll take a little break. And then when we come back, we'll have our guest, Annabelle Gerwich, who uh, I'm very excited to talk to because we have 10,000 things to talk about, uh, one of which is her fabulous new book and, uh, and everything else. So uh, see you in a few. On the TV someone's running as the helicopter cam zooms in And they superimpose green arrows, Google Earth it to the head of a pin She says, they're behind the police tape, seen it all with my eyes and ears I was talking to my friend Charlie, and then Charlie disappeared Welcome, welcome, come and have some fun We got every Chinese toy under the sun And every Ponzi scheme that ever has been run And old men with hard-ons and mad men with guns And I heard that you made threats against me and my family and I got me a gun from a kind neighbor lady And I made it known that one step in the wrong direction I'll shoot you in the back with no hesitation Welcome, welcome, come and have some fun We got every Chinese toy under the sun And every Ponzi scheme that ever has been running Men with hard arms and mad men with guns. And who's doing who and where's the fire and who do you think is juicing? And the rats and the zombies and the alien pigs, which feel 
Angels who we turn you loose in Monkeys in captivity Ikea in the Amazon What's on your t-shirt? Which side are you on? Can anyone still stand up Or are we all just too ground down? Trying to make it through the day without your ass getting handed back to you in town. Sitting on the freeways and the buses and the trains. Praying you can get the kids inside before it rains. Welcome, welcome. Come and have some fun. We got every Chinese toy under the sun. And every Ponzi scheme that ever has been running. Hard-ons and madmen with guns Stadiums, palladiums, prisons second to none And old men with hard-ons and madmen with guns That was our good friend of the show, Dan Byrne. What was the name of the song, Logan? Welcome, Mad Men with Guns. Welcome, Mad Men with Guns. Logan is, uh, you know, he's the man with the music. Uh, so welcome back, everyone. Uh, very excited to have my guest today, Ms. Annabelle Gerwich. Uh, she's an actress. She's an author. She's an activist. She's uh, has done three books. Um, you've been in some anthologies too, but you have your name on three books. One I of do, which I was do. fired, mm-hmm. uh, which was an anthology of people's stories. That was I edited that. It had one of my stories story, in it. Right. My story about being fired by Woody Allen, right. and then stories by Jeff Garland and Ann Muir and Bill Maher and uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross and just ev- everybody yeah. in the comedy world. It's a great contributed great, great stories. book. Thanks. It's, it's a great human book because you're like, oh, good, everyone. <laughs> Yes, it's just a celebration of failure and defeat and rising from the ashes, or not, or not, but, you or know, not. you know, not right. What's like rising, lifting up a little from the ashes, like a, a pinky, a pinky. <laughs> and then you and your husband uh, has kind of a he said, she said book. Uh, yeah. You say tomato, I say shut up. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah. Or is it tomato? You know, both of us hmm. say tomato, but it just worked as a title. It <laughs> it's just, a great title. Thank you. Thank you. And your newest one is, uh, well, it's just so, so relevant in my life right now. I'm so glad. I see you made an effort. Compliments, indignities, and survival stories from the edge of 50. Now, we notice we don't talk about which edge of 50, but there's an edge there. Oh, yeah. Over the edge. <laughs> Actually, you know, the thing is, I had this idea. I started writing this when I was 49. And I thought, okay, this is so great. I'm going to get through this so really fast. And then it'll come out when I turn 50. It's yes. so great. Wrong. No, it no. took me two years. I'm 52. <laughs> so actually, I think I'm thinking about like, using this is like my tagline Annabelle Gerwich since 1961 I am embracing it because I just figured you can't run from this no, thing no what else can you do first of all the internet has made it impossible to fucking run from yes, once I am you cannot lie about your age nope, nope. Because, and so you know why fight it I'm just going instant going straight into it yeah. just 
totally diving in. Okay, so before we talk about our book, can we talk about a couple things that you just talked about? Yes, absolutely. Kelly, yes. I don't like to correct you, but I'm going to enjoy correcting I'm you here. I'm so happy you're here to you, correct you me. You got Andal. the Exxon executive's name wrong. His oh. name isn't fucking McFuckfuck. Right. It's fucking McDouchebag. Oh, right. He's a cousin of fucking McFuckfuck. They are, but they're related, but they're yeah. not the well, same Well, te- it's an old Texas family. That's right. Yeah. You know, actually, it's a really important thing. This is like a moment of seriousness here, but the fracking thing, you know, I'm sure you, you know about this because you're you're a news junkie like mm-hmm. me. Um, but one of the most interesting and frightening, well, totally terrible, nothing interesting, only bad, nothing good yes. things about it is is that now is the earthquakes yes. that it's causing. Yes. I mean, we're in California. We you know, it's not fair. Now they have earthquakes, more earthquakes last year in Oklahoma yeah. than in California. They, they already have tornadoes. Hey, hey, come on, people. Hello. Like, what are we doing to these people out there? I mean, <laughs> first they got the tornadoes. Now we're giving them, we're giving them earthquakes. And besides that, earthquakes are ours. Like, can't we have some identity yeah. in California here? It's not, it really isn't right. In fact, they're taking that from that. But also earthquakes in Texas. And these are, to scientists' best estimation, fracking related. Mm. And that's been one of those sort of, um, unintended consequences of the many consequences and the little known fact is that the guy who invented the technology for fracking was an activist Mm. in the sustainability movement who thought that the fracking technique was going to help uh to become a sustainable uh, make 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 um the extraction of oil more Uh sustainable and it was it backfired yeah it sure did and it's sort of like the way that the internet was going to connect us all (laughs) But now has left everybody alone in their homes on Facebook, which, you know, I did not make this up. But Facebook is the water cooler for freelancers. <laughs> is that not the truth? It is true, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. It's exactly what it is. So I need a break from my desk. I'm going to go over to Facebook. And that's <laughs> and a, do the same thing that and, I used to do with my colleagues four feet away. Right. And they show you, you know, cat videos yes. at, at the water cooler Facebook. Yes. And I'm going to admit this. I think I have seen all five billion and three. Wait. Oh, now there's five billion and twelve every second. Someone, every you know how they said that thing like every second uh, a woman is right. raped and it's right. terrible. But now it's like every two seconds someone uploads a cute cat video to YouTube. You can't stop these people. You can't stop well, the cats. They're winning. And I think I read somewhere recently that we're pretty much hardwired to watch these things. There's something yes, about right. it that. Mm-hmm. Like makes the oxytocin inside of us or something like. Well, you know what it is? It's actually, uh, why do I know this stuff? (laughs) Because I just finished a book, which means I did everything I could do to avoid writing. Yes, we talked about cleaning house last time we were here. I cleaned my gutters recently. (laughs) Okay, I got out on the roof. This is how desperate I was to not not write. But um, the reason why we like kittens in particular Mm -hmm. and puppies is because they have the big eyes. Right. It's the big eyes, the Round faces and the big uh, when the when the feet and hands or mm-hmm. their paws are really big. This is what actually we're hardwired in babies to like. Yep. And the and they the, the those 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 features draw us in and make us go oh and they Google googly eyes. So we're we're we're. F- feeding ourselves some good feelings when we watch those videos because you know this the good stuff gets kicked in but um the problem is then we or we neglect our own children 
Oh are yeah, fuck that. My kids not. Well, my kid's a teenager. He's not cute anymore. No, and, and he's not talking to you anyway. No, so, absolutely you know, not no... talking. And here, here's a line that you never expect to say to your teenager. I'm not saying I said it. Okay, but. It could have been heard in my house. <laughs> hey, you know, if your schoolwork was as organized as your weed collection, <laughs> God, wouldn't that be impressive? <laughs> and I used the word weed and not pot, which was really yeah. a big thing for me because when I was doing it, it was pot. Now it's weed. It's so hard to keep up yeah, with these things. Yeah, I know. The kids these days. The kids these with their days. Kush. With their cush and their <laughs> weed and their smoke and their, I don't know what they mean. Uh huh. Oh. Carrot. I heard that's a carrot. Whole, yeah, carrot. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, we we call know. it spice cake in in my family because when I was um, about four years old, my dad uh, was making spice cake in the kitchen, and I was with him helping him stirring the thing. And, right. and he explained why there was two bowls because this bowl was Kelly's spice cake, and oh. this one was Daddy's spice cake. And Daddy's, of course, had a little extra spice in it. So uh, our code word is spice cake. Spice cake. Well, yeah. in my house, because I grew up in the 70s, the late 70s, right? late 70s, right? Um, uh, my parents uh, were 70s kind of swingerish people, and uh, they had uh, their pot, their, 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 they had joints right. in their, in their, bedroom and they had their stash yes and apparently this is how the teenage brain works right like i'm like oh i found their stash i'm like you know they won't even notice if i take some oh uh, yes and so but i never that bothered, was my logic yes, too. to count no. how many were in there of course not. because that was really bad math still bad math <laughs> but really bad then right and not so bright let's face it the pot was and making smoke, it right so i'd be like okay so i'll take one then they'll probably take one and i'll take one finally i went through the entire bed they ne- and they were later like well we were just watching you and like just we saw okay you weren't pacing it that much oh. so we figured it'd be okay. i never bothered to notice that Annabelle, it was only I, I think, me i think we making. had parallel lives because it was my dad's roach collection he didn't actually have oh, full ro- oh. but the roaches i would and so oh, soon yes. soon his little roach collection was just dwindling away and that's when he went oh i think kelly's smoking weed yes oh my god that is well you know it, it's this is the thing about and, and with my book you know you when you're writing about a particular uh generation or an experience you do find that people relate to certain things i mean that's why fleetwood mac is on tour and they're <laughs> yes. selling out in oh, concerts yeah, the eagles were like the biggest uh, tour uh, money making tour last year and, uh, the funny thing is okay so i don't like nostalgia like that so mm-hmm. i was always i've I like to think of myself as a person who's like leaving the past behind, moving forward, moving forward. Like I'm, I like Fleet Foxes. Right, I'm right. really into uh, my favorite Daft punk. Uh, and, yeah, sure. Right. Like a band of horses. I'm cool, you know. Right. And uh, something happened uh, a few months ago, and I started singing "Landslide," Stevie Nicks' <laughs> yes. signature song, yes. around the house. Couldn't get it out of my head. I'm like, oh my god, I'm one of those people. And then I realized that my husband in the car has been listening to the vinyl station uh-huh. on satellite radio which yes. vinyl is code for oldies station <laughs> it's oh, oldies i know our music is oh oldies we're the oldies station i know now. i know oh i just i just pulled an age muscle i think <laughs> it's just like ow ow but hey um you were talking about darwinism and yes I, and i want to talk about that mm-hmm. so i was just going to tell you that I spent 
a night once at Charles Darwin's house wow. in England. Yes. C- can anybody do that? No. <laughs> you have oh, to have been married to the person that I was married to at the time. Now, sure, which I think he's single again. You could do So, yes, actually, almost anyone could do that, yes. actually. But so, do you want to hear the story? I do. I it's absolutely actually do. a little bit interesting, at least to me, that what happened was, you know, Charles Darwin was not an incredibly wealthy man. But is if it weren't enough that his theories have been shown to be true, because we know we see evolution in terms of uh, viruses. I mean, evolution, there's evidence of this everywhere. But Mm -hmm. his own family, his descendants married into the family of Maynard Keynes, the economist, extraordinary wealthy people Mm -hmm. in England. So the Keynes family and the Darwin family are now combined, which meant that the Darwin family really are survival of the fittest because they became incredibly wealthy people. He proved his own theory. His descendants married up, thereby Uh uh, ensuring their uh, future financial evolution evolution and their place in the world. So that's just really interesting. Okay, so what happened was, so I was married to someone at the time who was a Brit, and he was a painter, and his... um, patron, it was the descendant of Maynard Keynes, his great-grandson, who sits in the House of Lords. So uh, very eccentric, as mm-hmm. as these people are. We were invited to spend the night at his family seat, the country seat is what they call it, you right. know, in, in, uh, outside of Cambridge. So we get there, we want to spend the night and have dinner. We get there, and uh, Lord Keynes is wandering around the land as they, you do in your wellies, yes. naked, Oh, completely naked with a shotgun, <laughs> as, as you do, and a hound. It is just just walking the land. Certainly, it's naked his land. with the gun and the hound. I was like, oh, okay, this is what we do when we are extraordinarily wealthy people, and um, and maybe a little inbred, and a little inbred. Go to the house. So this is the house, and the entire house is filled with objects from the Galapagos. I mean, it's like walking into history. So you've got this these items from the Galapagos. I mean, if that weren't extraordinarily enough, the Keynes family were art collectors and were having dinner, which was a salmon that was driven by car from Scotland down to (laughs) driven down for us. Caught that morning. Caught that morning. Mm -hmm. Fresh drive. And, And we're surrounded by Goya's, you know, the uh-huh. paintings yes. along the wall. And that night, before I went to sleep in this little guest bedroom, nothing, I mean, first of all, it's not fancy at all. You know, the house is just one of these English, it looks very lived in. Right? Yes, yes. Um, but there's a little painting above the bed. And I'm like, God, that looks so familiar. Well, oh, my God. It's a drawing. It's one of the drawings of uh, the laundress by Degas. So I got to sleep (laughs) under a Degas. And, you know, uh, that was just one of the most extraordinary nights of my house. I feel like nights of my life, nights of my house. Um, And now I realize, okay, is there a point to this story? I'm not sure other than the the evolutionary point well and it, and it made your whole first marriage worth it it made my whole first marriage <laughs> worth it because i'm yes. guessing it did because i know my first marriage you know you need i understand what yes, that is it was about. all yeah. about that night thank you thank you yes. oh my gosh i feel like now no wonder you're a writer see you brought that all around yeah. i you could tied see the big it picture. together I could feel it. Uh-huh. you saw it and you just 
Woo! Because I was out there on a on a on a limb sleeping under a Degas. But you know what? I mean, that oh, was like so one cool, of though. those what a great like, life experience. It was amazing. Yeah, life yeah, truly, truly. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Very, very thank nice. You. Wonderful. I got that in my back pocket. I know. Look Sitting at you, girl. Darwin yeah. and all that uh-huh. shit. Uh-huh. That is that is not a story that appears in this book, though. No. Let me just say that. No. Uh, so I, uh, it's, you know, I love your writing, and I love you already. Oh, and then, I've the last four or five nights, mm-hmm. I've been reading essays from the book, and uh, as the, everyone, all my listeners know, I turned fifty last June, so I could relate definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And mm-hmm. on so many levels, not just being a woman 50, but living in L.A., yeah. the mom thing I don't relate to, but the Hollywood adjacent stuff uh-huh. and, you know, all, uh-huh. there's just so much well, in now, this Now, let me explain. Book. Hollywood adjacent is this phrase I came up with, which to me describes what it's like when you live sort of in the shadow yes. of Hollywood. And you have interaction with Hollywood. Certainly, yes. But They're you your are friends, not you've in seen them. Hollywood. Right, but you don't have the actual mansion on the hill. No. I used to call it when my dad was alive, famous adjacent. Famous adjacent, sure. And mine was a little mm-hmm. different because like we would go to Vegas and dad would be playing there, but we would stay in the big two-story suite with dad and then mm-hmm. I could have anything I wanted for four days right. at the MGM Grand because I was famous adjacent. You know, I didn't right. have any, you know, so so I had the full access but didn't have any real responsibility with it. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's a child perspective uh-huh. of it. A little you know, slight different what, what the strange thing is, I think for most people who look at as outsiders from the industry, you know, when you have the insider look, um, it, you know, of course, things always look different from mm-hmm, inside than mm-hmm. from outside. Um, and it is this strange thing where um, you interface with this world. And I've been a part of that world, but ultimately, I'm not I'm not in the center of that world. As yeah. you learn, you know, Hollywood itself is a young person's business. Mm-hmm. And it's a business of putting money into young people who may or may not return on that investment. <laughs> For the next 30 years. For the next or 30 it years. Is. Yep. It is a, it's, a, it's a money business. Yeah. And then there is the creative community, but that's different than Hollywood. Yes. You know? <laughs> and, and the funny thing is is, is, is the interfacing that you have with all these different people and you work with over the years, but if you are, if you know them, but you are not of them, like say, say you have interacted with people who are, because like Jay Leno, I mean, some of the comedian right. friends of ours. So you can be driving across town uh, <laughs> on the, on your way to a commercial audition to say, um, uh, yes, can I get 40% off of this product at Staples or whatever you're going to say? And you look up as you're stuck in traffic and you see someone who you, you know, spent <laughs> yes. months with shooting a film and you, bre- and you, and you, you breathe the same air and you sat together and you laughed together. Maybe you even ate off each other's plates and now they are. Th- 20, 30, I don't know what, 40 feet high on a billboard and you're rehearsing your lines to to go and work for scale plus 10, if you get it, you yes. know, for a commercial. Now, I'm not complaining because nobody makes you do this, right? right? No. But it is this crazy thing it of is a being weird... in this shadow and then the, then the challenge is to not be um, destroyed by it, yeah. to, not be, to not be defined by it. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I live a pretty ordinary Los Angeles life, which is different than everywhere else in this country, 
I mean, and the coasts are, are really different. And I'm not from, you know, I'm from Alabama originally. Right, right. You know, so I didn't grow up in this. And, and but, but it is, it, it is a crazy, so I do get, I do enjoy actually describing that. And I do actually describe the position of a actress in Hollywood who is over 50. And I put that below, uh, the, in terms of the power scale, <laughs> right, below the hierarchy. Um, deceased television star, <laughs> Starbucks barista. <laughs> and a sloth yeah. that all those people are have a better shot at getting a job <laughs> than uh me um say or any other actress over 50 yeah um but you know it is i mean you know it's so funny when you when you're in this world and you leave this world i mean i i've traveled obviously all over the country and i've lived in many in in a really growing up in a very different way. But I did this project for Sears a couple years ago. I got very involved in the sustainability movement. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a show on the Discovery Channel. It was called Wasted on Planet Green. And it was about uh, lowering people's ecological footprints. And I was teamed with this uh, scientific uh, research company that would come up with these numbers. We would try to get people's households and small businesses to be able to lower their footprint. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting work. And through that, I got to do some great projects like with Sears I traveled all over the country going to areas that had been devastated by natural disasters or had been economically poorly impacted by our economy mm-hmm. and uh, bring them uh, Energy Star appliances. Now, if you ever want a good uh, welcome in any town you go to, <laughs> give appliances. I mean, appliances. Give, give someone a refrigerator. It was fantastic. <laughs> you know, it was, and for me, You're their new best friend. I was, but I got the chance to like meet all these oh, just wonderful. people all over the country. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Um, as part of this, I went and I worked for a day on a factory floor. Hmm. And I've never worked on an assembly line before. And it was the hardest day of my life. Mm. And I... You've had some hard days. Uh, I have a kid who was born with a birth defect. I spent many years in the hospital with him. Nothing I've ever done in my entire life Mm. was as hard uh, and humbling as that. And, you know, I worked uh, assembling uh, Energy Star uh, washers and dryers. And I had a job on the assembly line doing this, like, power screw thing. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my God, it is... It isn't, you know, first of all, the, some of the work is automated at yep. these factories now, yep. which is understandable. In a way, you sort of say, okay, you know, people are going to lose their jobs, but hopefully they can be retrained. I mean, this is where you have to put the investment right. to do new jobs. But the people who do this, you know, this is a necessary job right now still. Yep. And these people are, do something that so many of us could not do. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. The, the noise, mm. the sound, the sound, the repetition. I mean, the repetition, yeah. the monotony. Yeah. It was the kind of mind numbing. The mind It was. Yeah. It was. You know. It was like I was, as I was doing it. I started this little mantra through my head, like never complain again, never complain again. <laughs> yeah. With each with each bolt that went in, I thought, okay, you are so lucky. Yeah, you are so lucky. Never yeah. complain. You know. You know. And so you know, we all have different levels of problems. First world, third world, and in my book, I mean, there are some very first world issues that I deal with yeah, about turning 50, but, which but, is true. But the thing is about it, it's like, you know, I think the way you are in real life and on the page is that, sure, of course, yes, you live this particular kind of life in Los Angeles or whatever, but every single essay, every single thing you touch on, of course, there's this in- incredible 
humanity that is revealed. I mean, first of all, the thoughts in your head uh, <laughs> well, are very human. And, and the circumstances, I mean, you know, you have a, a chapter about, you know, sitting with a friend who's dying, you know, I mean, so many people of us in our in middle age and, and in life in general, yeah. but so much when you hit this age, yes, people your age, and certainly the older ones too, the parents are now going, People are fucking dropping like flies, and it's right. And, a, and you have to deal with this. It's and, true, you know. I mean, this is the thing about that. You know, so, so you know, I actually wrote in that chapter, which is about an assisted suicide. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely, it was illegal what I did. And I'm like, if I have to go to jail for that, great, because I've gone to jail for com- being compassionate. Right? Absolutely. I mean, in that situation, yeah. it was it was it was really was the compassionate thing to do. Thank you. Yeah. But um, you know, the thing is, I wrote like a. Uh, I'm old enough to know now that pancreatic cancer is the no one gets out of here alive cancer. Yep. I didn't know these things when I was younger. I was yep. like, oh, cancer, this, this, but you do, you start to know these things. And that was the thing about this book. It's a collection of essays, you know, and the stories that are in the book, if any one of those things happens to you, and they deal with all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's like, you know, a friend who's sick, helping your parents as they start to age. Or and buying makeup even. Buying makeup. <laughs> Look, these, 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 the, the way that you have like a target on your head when you're a woman, you go into a department age store. Age right, right. You can be, you know, 20, 22 and oh, be yeah. having that. But if any one of these things singly happens, it wouldn't have been a book about, about being on the edge of 50. Right. But because – and that's the thing is when I started writing this, it was just a series of essays. And then I was like – all together I realized, oh, wait. Yeah. This is a portrait of what you really think about at this age. Yeah, yeah. And I – you know, it's nice of you to say that, that you – I mean, that, that – uh, that you felt there's some kind of conscience behind. I mean, the thing is, is, you know, when you're right, when you're going to these department stores and you see those anti-aging things, you're just, I mean, for me, I'm doing the math. Like, okay, (laughs) do I buy this La Mer cream or do I get my my mortgage? mortgage, Or do I get my kid braces or yeah. And I mean, my, my, I walk around this and thinking, who the fuck can afford I this can't, shit? I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, okay, there's a lot of rich people in LA, a lot of rich I, people in the world. I get it. The numbers rich are there. Can they but, be? I but know. I'm, I feel bad enough that I have this crap happening in my eyes. Now I feel extra bad because I can't afford the stuff that probably can't save it, but at least I'd have some hope it was being saved. I, that's the thing. I, I <laughs> hope people will understand. Like in the story of the book, I'm trying to point out that it's a, it's a, it's about money. <laughs> it's totally yeah, how you, you know, I mean, and you just see it. Like those, you know, these these products, I don't know if they work or they don't work. You know what? The only thing that made me feel like when I was really, I started looking at them really Mm -hmm. as research for the book, I realized, my God, it's not so bad to be an English major because the adjectives, the adverbs, (laughs) the tightening, the toning, the restorative, the rejuvenating. I mean, the the college, you know, there's this word now, there's this word cosmeceutical, which is cosmetics and pharmaceutical put together. So I did a little research. It doesn't exist. No. The FDA has never That's actually. Yeah, oh, it was total. I mean, it's fantastic. It <laughs> it sounds, is, it's excellent. And, and you know, if you've noticed, the ones that sell the really expensive products in stores, they wear white lab coats. Yes, there's always some <laughs> sort of like, like, yeah, some sort of hint that that a doctor was involved yes, somewhere. These, these doctors, what are they? Doctor of? Doctor <laughs> yeah, of taking your exactly. money from you? No, there's always like a doctor. Some doctor made this somewhere. Yes, medical something, and then they look sort of medical. Yeah. They're you know, mm-hmm. but um, these. 
these things, it's really about money. And it is, I think, for someone like, you know, me, it's a, it's like trying to think, can I justify spending any money on this? Yeah. And then I'm the person who goes there and says, okay, what can I buy? <laughs> and then I have to like s- steal myself <laughs> to say, um, you know, I'd really like to try this sample of the moisturizer in a voice. It's going to sound like I might one day buy this moisturizer, <laughs> even though I know and they know that oh, I man. know that they know I'm never buying this moisturizer, but I'm really interested. Oh, I'm really interested in La Mer's eye cream. Could I, could I see that could for I a minute? Put a little bit of just a dab on. Oh, and you know, is? they've of course figured this out now because they used to give out samples. They did these little, little, these little bit, uh-huh. the samples. And now they, the last time I went to try to get my free samples, I'm like, okay, I'm going into Barney's, and I have to get really dressed up to go into Barney's. Yes, of course. Because they don't treat you well if you don't get dressed right, up. they count up how, they, how much they, you're – They yeah. really – you know, the good you, shoes. you got to put the good jewelry so on. So I've got least. these pair of Mew Mew shoes on that some job bought me years ago when I used to make more money that I have super glued the soles to <laughs> because they're Mew – I'm not letting these go. I can't – They should last 50 years. <laughs> these, are, these are pieces that people bought for me. I can never it's a classic. It. It's a classic. It's a forever. It'll, it'll so it's that super glue, try, you know, on the bottom. <laughs> I'm trying to look really good. And um, tr- and then so I buy like a lip pencil. Okay, what can I get away with? <laughs> yes. And then I'm the like $25. But still, if I get the $25 lip pencil right. and they give me mm-hmm. a little bit of products I can stretch out over a month, I've saved my oh, well, yeah. So meanwhile. It's very they, exhausting. They, they, they put it in the tiniest little plastic <laughs> container in the known world. I swear to God, it was like she had to put on these like extreme magnifying glasses. She had like a, a, a tweezer, a thimble full. She scooped it out herself. Three molecules Three is all you molecules. got. Three molecules. <laughs> I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? I've just gotten dressed. I've got to pay for the part. And, and I you paid made 25 I made an effort. And oh, that phrase, that just, you know, that was not, I didn't mean that to be the title. It's a great, I mean, as I was getting ready to come to the podcast today, I'm like, I'm putting on some eye makeup and I'm making an effort for Annabelle. I'm so glad you did. You know, I did not. <laughs> I did not make an effort here at all. Well, so, I mean, I made it here. That was my, but I didn't do the, do the makeup thing, but that was an accident. The title was supposed to be Fucking 50. <laughs> okay. That was the title I was going with. Yeah. And my publisher was like, mm, if you, you know, actually, it was interesting because they have to do asteriky thingies. And- yes. They said, they said that to me. Mm-hmm. And they also said, you know, well, there's been a lot of titles that have that. And lately it wasn't just true. like go yeah. the fuck to sleep. Right, right. You know, so I was like, okay, if they had just said, if they just said we're, you know, you know, the fucking isn't going to go. Yeah. I would have been unhappy. But they said there've been a lot of titles that had fucking in it so i was like well i don't want to do what everybody's doing well and i think the title too and in a second i'd love for you to read a little bit i think the title holds so much because it feels like at this age because of the hormonal thing and just the energy the lack of energy we suddenly have in our body um you know going out in the world and having to present ourselves is for me i mean i'm a person who i like to dress casually and everything like that if i could really have my way i would just be living in a sweatpants world. I mean, there's just no way if I ever, I no longer, yeah, in the past, I used to like to get dressed up mm-hmm. and look good. And, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, sure. I mean, you know, if you're going to invite me to the Grammys or the Oscars, I will make an, a huge oh, effort. Oh, by the way, huge effort. it's not the Oscars. It's the Academy Awards. <laughs> 
Of course. I isn't there a trademark on, is, after that isn't or it, Don't you have to? I think they come and they paddle you. Or <laughs> they, they probably already slit sl- 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 yes, my tires they, or something They outside. say you're never going to win one now, even though you weren't going to win one before. You're really not going to win one now if you don't call it that. <sighs> so be oh. careful. So when I'm on Oprah, I'll make sure to say the be right thing. Sure. People will actually be listening be and watching. Be sure to do that. <laughs> do that. Um, now, you know, actually, you have to make more of an effort. And I mean that on so many levels. I don't just mean that about like, the way you look. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot. the book is not just about the way you look. It's about everything. It's yeah. about the, yeah. your brain, the at your attitude, your, your you know, uh, it, it, it's the book is about it's an it's really more of an inside job than you know just about mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm. you oh, look. For sure, it's, for sure, it's yes. it's everything. I mean, and yeah. you know, this is a real moment in time. And you know, I mean, part of the book is about you know making your peace with the regrets and the past and yeah. how you want to go on living because you know you do have this moment where no matter how you feel, like if you if you if you think, I mean, it's true, we are in general, living longer. Yep. Uh, and uh, that is true. And yet, the the finality it does yeah, hit home it, yeah. at this age. Well, it and, does. And it I'm, really does. I'm curious because, I mean, I was like never, ever obsessed with my age, could really give a shit. But then right. as I was approaching 50 and at 49, I started, it finally kind of hit me. And, and I think even like earlier on, I mean, I never thought to myself, I, I just always thought, well, oh, middle age isn't going to, midlife isn't going to be a thing, an issue for me. I don't, I know, I don't, I, I don't, I, don't, I did not, I'm not expect the, right, that. Right, it's not my mind, it's not who I am, I don't, I don't buy into that crap or whatever, but there is something about being on the planet for 50 years right. that changes right. you. And, and you know, the thing is, and this is a little bit of a serious thing, um, you know, it's a real thing, and I think it's an important thing to acknowledge. So, you know, um, Jung wrote a lot about this, of course. There's these different, you know, stages in life, and it's only appropriate that you would feel different. It's weird if you don't. In your twenties, there's a certain part of your life. I mean, I actually write that in the book. Something like things you, things I did in my twenties. A lot of things can fall into that category. You experiment. You live different places. You, and not to say you don't do that your entire life, Mm -hmm. but. You'd be, it's different when you're in your 50s and you've got a backpack trekking around Europe. You just try that. My back would be killing me in just a minute. And when you're in your 20s, I mean, there are different things you, yes. you, you want to do yes. in your 30s. You, you know, you're, you're moving maybe towards a, a career in your four, thir- late 30s, 40s, early 50s. You're, you're making a f- your family. But by 50, in your 50s, like for, you know, it is a time to assess how you're living. And I mean, these are, no matter how you look, and even if you feel fucking fantastic and better than me and have more energy than I do on a daily basis, <laughs> yes. still things catch up to you. Yeah, and, for sure. And two things I just wanted to say. One thing is in the brain. I mean, I feel like one of the things I had to do as I approached this age is I had to let go of this idea, this kind of thing that I was – that propelled me for many years, this energy of like becoming something. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had to accept myself as just – this is who I am. Now, mm. that's not to say right. I can't be growing. I can't be changing. Right. Not in a settling evolving. way, but in more of an no. acceptance way. In an acceptance way yeah. that I felt like the, the oh, I'm, become, I'm trying to become this, uh-huh. become that, uh-huh. was something I had to let go of and say to myself, okay, this might just be who I am. <laughs> and that, yeah. I, I think, yeah. is is a very sort of 
fifty-year-old thought, and I—and it's not a defeatism; it's no. an acceptance. It, that it's can a relief. Help. It's anything. a relief, yeah. you know. Yeah. And that's to me been one of that. That is one of the themes of the book mm-hmm. about that realization, because um, I think it can really it can keep it, that realization keeps you out of um, envy. It keeps yes. you out of this. On a, a certain amount of ang- let, it helps lessen the anxiety that you can feel when you're younger that can really start to be debilitating yeah, yeah. at this age. So that's a, a very serious point. And also, well, and, and, and when you see people who, women or men in mm-hmm. their 50s, who are still uh, in that younger mentality of trying to become something, mm-hmm. it just it smacks of just. Um, kind of uh, sadness around it you know it's like it's like these women who desperately want to still be looking like they're 20 yes. you know there's something about right. not right. not being able to accept where you are in your life mm-hmm. and always resisting it you know and you you come across those people and you just feel like god they're not even in their they can't even be where they are and all of their energy is spent in pushing it away and there's just a, a sense of uh, falseness about them, you know. So there's something yeah. about being, yeah, really like falling into your authentic self, yeah. which is such a phrase. It, that it's an uses. overused phrase, but I, 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 you know, I, I have to say that, you know, so like, you know, for me, part of that was giving up a certain amount of perfectionism. Yes, absolutely. Um, I just that has been just such a big it's like like a stranglehold mm. on me i just like i just and relax just I, by you saying that I, i'm like oh yes like, i so understand you know so so instead of becoming this thing yeah. i'm like i'm just i you know what i suck at i cooked on dinner in a movie you know because I mean, we had a chef right but then we had like an mba made by actor food right and i and i did i got my mba and i did make a lot of food on that show i suck at it for a little while i tried to be better at it but i've given it up people i just suck at it i love to eat i can't really do that much anymore because it just makes everything i eat just goes immediately to the to lower part you know exactly what i'm talking about yes. but i mean you know i just okay so like when my son will say like mom you suck at cooking i'm like yeah i do like do you know what I mean, like yes, a few, totally. few years ago, I can take that off my list of yes. shit I need to be better at. Yes, and okay, okay. Another thing, I just I actually posted um, a picture of. I just turned the lease of my car in, and um, I was emptying out my old Prius. You know, I'm, I'm the I'm the hybrid girl, uh-huh. right? So I'm the hybrid lady. <laughs> so I just, I'm not a girl, lady. So um, so I was emptying out the trunk of my car, and some people walked by my house. Actually, strangers, mm-hmm. people like you know, walking their dogs, and they were like, and I walked inside my house for a minute. I came out and said, "Excuse me, is everything okay?" I was like, oh, "What? <laughs> well, well, there's all this debris." <laughs> On the ground in my driveway. We thought maybe it was a crime scene. (laughs) (laughs) Because I, if something goes in my car, it doesn't usually go out of my car. So, and I'm, I, you know, I'm always driving around the city. So, let's say I have like a bowl of grapes with me. That bowl is still there. That old coffee cup is still there. Half your kitchen. That that brook. That that gym clothes. I mean, it it was it was literally. Thank God your lease was up. Thank God. Okay, now I have five garbage bags full of crap in my home office. It's just terrible. But actually thought it was a crime the 
yes. scene, right? <laughs> and my my son is like, "Mom, the inside of your car is always disgusting." <laughs> and now I say, "Yep." <laughs> The inside of my car is gross. Your dad is so much better at that than me. I, for, I used to be like, no, you know what? Well, I just, excuses. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I really, I do a lot of driving. And now I'm just like, uh-huh. Yep. I, it's another thing I suck at. Just bring it on. I suck at keeping a car clean. Yeah. And I'm just, I've embraced it. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're, you're teaching. You're you're teaching right now. By my te- my, ex- <laughs> I'm using things that I suck at. Yes. To you know, this is a theme in my work. You know, being fired by Woody Allen. Right. I sucked in that play. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of how I sucked. Learn from my learn from my pain. Yes. Would you read a little bit? Oh, okay. This is something else I suck at too. This is <laughs> excellent. A, this is um from the chapter about. I decided to learn to meditate, and it turns out I am the worst meditator in the world. Um, and it wasn't like, and I just want to make this clear before I start writing, reading this, it, it wasn't because I was like seeking serenity mm-hmm. that I started meditating. It's because I'm a very angry person. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's a little bit of this. Internet passwords have the power to reduce me to a state of sheer madness. There's just no way I can remember them all. This means I have to change my passwords on a regular basis. However, some of the sites that I visit won't accept the same password more than 10 times. And if I pick something that isn't a repeat of one I've already used, then I can't remember the new one. Sometimes... I can't remember my username, so I have to create new email accounts just to access those sites. And if I forget the passwords to those new email addresses, I'll never get back into them if I can remember what those new email addresses were in the first place. Recently, I had to call my cell phone provider when I couldn't remember how to access my online account. When the operator asks why I don't know my username, I give what will no doubt become my new go-to excuse. Because... I'm 50. <laughs> she tells me she can't accept my payment until I produce the information I entered on their website, something I can't even remember doing in the first place. Are you saying that random people call and want to pay phone bills that aren't their own? Yes, she replies just to piss me off further. Really, I say, really? How do I get someone to do that? Because that sounds fantastic. Until then, will you please, please, please take my fucking money? (laughs) And that is just one little (laughs) example of one of the ways I have failed to transition to the internet economy and has driven me to you know it's like we're these people our kids grow up now knowing how to do these things and Mm -hmm. i'm still like and how do i upload my pictures from the youtube to the twitter i'm gonna go dry the clothes now in one of those things that i have to pump okay and compress. If, if you want to feel old and, and like you know how like, you know grandparents would do this to you and then you'd be like oh grandpa said you know so this is it can creep up on you so i said to my son i said um you know uh he said to me what kind of computer did you bring to college 
with you. And I just <laughs> laughed. That's <laughs> very cute. It's so yes. cute, yeah. It's like, we didn't have computers. No. So he said, Mom, did you take a plane to New York when you went to college, or were they not invented yet? Well, son. Well, son, when we drove in the covered wagon. Yes. The cattle. We drove the cattle, and I had a gingham dress that I that I made myself by hand. I stitched it over the open fire oh. at night oh. in our log cabin. It is weird, though. It, oh. it is strange in this yes. uh, adapting and uh, thinking about we were just talking about the other day, just dialing a phone on a rotary phone. Mm-hmm. And how if your friend had zeros, nines, or eights in their number, it was just like, oh, it took so long. It's the zero. And then we be all the way back again. <laughs> I know. And now I'm like, uh, you know, that thing isn't loading fast enough. It doesn't <laughs> right. load in one second. Right, exactly. You dial the rotary phone. It made that sound. Well, and the, is this the point yeah. you make in the book about the one phone number, you know, that you you know this one phone number. Oh, yes. You know, and that it's yeah. – and that we don't we don't know our friends I – mean, I don't know my kid's the... phone number, and that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I can't because we've outsourced our yes. memories. Yeah. My memory is in my iPhone now. So, yes, I you know. know. IMDb. Then... My memory is on IMDb and Wikipedia, basically. I know. You know, I've tried to tell my son that I feel like there's something lost and that's something that's been lost lost for us is the um is the not knowing is that anticipation of something so Mm. one of the things that used to happen when i was single um was you'd be on a date and this happens with my you know with your friends now you're trying to remember the name of that actor in that sitcom right and it was fun yes you know it was fun you would go through the names and you'd you'd work it out you'd work it out work it out between two or three people and then you go you know what steve will know this right when i get home i'll call steve (laughs) it's really still driving me crazy and it was fun and (laughs) now it's like oh just you know yeah it. Yeah. And um, we now, you know, I, all of my friends, we're all in our 50s. So we, we do, we, we can always say, you know, we've got the device that can mm-hmm. answer any question. But we, some of us are like, we resist. It's like, let's, we will, these with these five minds at this dinner party, we will come up with Phil yeah, Silver's no, name I like or that something. Too. And I'm going to say something that no one in the world is saying anywhere but right here, right now. You know how we, you know, you're resisting saying, let's Google it. Yes. No one in the world is saying, let's Bing it. No. That has no. not Didn't taken. catch on. <laughs> no. Wait, wait. Sorry. Okay, wait a second. So I just <laughs> I just traded in because I have the new lease in the car. My Prius, I just thought, okay, get something new because I was feeling this is one of these old moments. I was feeling like I've had like three Priuses. I just want a fresh, something fresh, yes. want a fresh start, right? Yes. So I got a Ford C-Max, which I realize now sounds a little bit too much like steam and it's not right. <laughs> it's like really not, uh, but uh, it's it's a hybrid. And um, <laughs> one thing I didn't notice when I bought, because I'm not into cars. I was like, I do a good test drive. I looked as it's cute, yeah, whatever. I didn't right. do like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So on the, um, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster too. On the navigation system, yeah, it comes up with Bing, Oh. Because obviously they've made some sort of deal Clearly. with Ford. Yes. And when I saw it, I said, oh, my God, what <laughs> kind of like corporate thing? I'm stuck with a car with Bing? I'm gonna, what, what, what did I just do? But you know what? Bing lease? could be the Betamax for all we know. <laughs> oh, my God. 
It could be far superior, but we will never know because we're not using it. We're all into VHS Google over here. Oh, that is so. It, it might, we might be missing out. So you on actually it. might have the superior search engine in that little I car. I so of yours. fucking doubt that. <laughs> I just, I, I love that you're such a positive thinker. I'm trying to bring some joy to okay. your new search engine. So you know, one of the other things though that I was thinking about when you said a couple minutes ago about the way that these things, this the mo- this moment in time, is a real thing. Okay, so weird things like your body's genetic predispositions yes. catch up with you. Yes. So, th- so. Okay, first of all, the glasses, right. the reading glasses. I never had glasses in my life. And all of a sudden, it just like, oh, my God, mm. I cannot, I can't not be with these. So I'm an atheist. I'm a big old atheist, mm-hmm. too. I'm like the atheist who's like, wants to tell you about it all the time. <laughs> oh, like one the, of those annoying ones. A really annoying <laughs> one. Like, really annoying. Although I got people are fine with me, but I, right. I am like into this thing. So um, so I was though shopping the other day, and I was having a little bit of shopping therapy, a $65 shopping therapy. Totally fair. Totally fair, right? right? So it's under 70. I don't know what's a marker for me. So I see this necklace, and um, I think, oh, that's so pretty. It's a leaf. Mm. It's, a, it's this little little gold plated leaf necklace. I buy it. Mm-hmm. I get home. I put on my reading glasses. It's not a leaf. <laughs> it's an angel wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there is a god, he's laughing right now. Oh, somebody out there is going. You see, there is a god. It was. It was a message. It was sent to her. It's a sign. I thought, oh my god, it's a sign to never take off those fucking glasses. I mean, don't because you know you. There's a moment also when you get to be this age, kids. Are there any kids listening here? Yeah, no, kids. Listen Probably here. a few. Yeah. A, a few, right? But yeah. you're a little bit younger, and you, and you think when you get the reading glasses, at first it's like a choice. Like I'll wear them. Yeah, I won't wear them. Right. I'll It'll wear be a them. Fashion a choice. A little bit. Uh huh. You know. No. Now yeah. wear the fucking glasses. You could end up with an angel wing, yes. which yes. is probably. Let me just say, it's probably like a sect, like because <laughs> like a one. It's a half a wing. Yeah. Like a broken it, wing. It means something to someone. It out there. means something it like does. I'm part of someone like one of the disciples. Or Fallen yeah. angel. Yeah, I am like going to be like people. Are, I'm going to be out in public. Gonna people are going to like yeah. nod their head. <laughs> give me the secret sign. Uh-huh. Like, yep, yeah, she's one of us. <laughs> half an angel wing. I'm like, I thought it was a leaf. <laughs> I thought it was a leaf. <laughs> and all of that benefit you'd gotten from the retail therapy just went right down the drain. Oh, I really want to return it, but I, in a way, I feel like it's like my shame now. <laughs> Like, I have to wear it as a punishment. I feel like I sh- it's like a scarlet letter. The broken angel wing. I must have it tattooed. Uh, do you have any tattoo? I don't no. have a tattoo. No. I, f- I was going to when I turned 50. That was going to be my birthday. I was going to do something. What were we going to do? Not the I dolphin. Was, no. Oh, God, that was like, no. when we were in our 20s, the the racy girls. Right. Got a dolphin or like a the. Yin Yang. Yes, thing. and it was either on your ankle oh, or your just ankle. on your little butt or something oh, yes. like that. And I was going to get um, some words. Uh, Richard what Belzer word? has, you know, two words. What does he have? He has. Uh, oh God, and I can't remember now because I'm fifty. Uh, what is it? His dog name. 
No, no, no. It's not baby. I know baby. It's uh, it's, How, have there been like five babies now? Because he's had that baby dog for no, a long it's the, time. No, it's the same one. The one that he found in the village in France yeah. somewhere. Yes, that's right. Um, is it think or like Janine oh, Garofalo I told him to say, It is. It's, it's two words. Like one of which is oh, breathe is one of them, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is nice. And then another. Oh, I think it's breathe and peace or something it's basically just to help center him or whatever and mm-hmm. i thought oh maybe i'll get two words just to kind of center me but here's the thing about it i know myself way too well mm-hmm. i know that w- i'll be really thrilled with what i get or whatever but mm-hmm. i'm a person who i i do evolve i i re i re you know i, I right. shift i change i, I know. my meaning my priority changes every two five six well, ten years and I know I'm going to be like oh, in ten years going really. I know. I have right? to look at well, that the fucking rest of my life. You know, if you see if you do it, here's an idea for you. Okay, if you really want to do it, mm-hmm. you could do like if you do like peace in the because you point it to your forearm, right? right, on your wrist. If you do peace like halfway down <laughs> in like ten years, you can have what's so great about <laughs> peace, love, and understanding. <laughs> So this is a, this is good. I like this. this you know is what good. I mean? Yeah. Like you can like change I've got I've got some options that. now. Right? Yes, I can create the can... new meaning when I have when I find the new. I meaning. know. I know. If I do that too, because I was thinking like, oh my god, what if I just did that? Like just got something, but there's nothing. No, nothing. Except nothing that I would have the entire story of the angel wing tattooed. <laughs> yes. I took off my reading glass. Like a whole story that I would like. Yeah. But then you again, see that too on some of these. Uh, these big actresses and Angelina Jolie has like she has like a, a paragraph somewhere on paragraphs. her body yes. she's just words like, and is it like and Kabbalah a, or something I don't I'm know guessing because she's is, so anyway. thin you're gonna have to turn her around right. like a rot- rotisserie to and, read and the, that paragraph and this truly is the other thing because you know uh, so most of the people with tats and yes. piercings so oh, look at you you said now, tats like the they're now entering their 30s uh-huh. right so yes. 50 years from now, they'll be in their 80s, and that shit's going to look bad. I know. They don't look great. You do they? You look like an old sailor. <laughs> they fade. Yeah, the old sailor yeah, fading. And then there's, your skin's going to get loose, so it's going to be stretchy and weird. Ugh, and I know. You're not going to be able to recognize it. I really it. worry about are like the people who get those really big holes in yes. their ears. Like when... Does that going to grow back ever? No. <laughs> no. It just becomes a really big hanging thing, and it hangs even lower oh. as gravity. And then you know your works. ears grow it's, throughout your life yes so the uh, ears are going to get bigger the holes are going to get bigger see that's the thing when you tell yourself this bullshit like 50 is a new 40 40 is a new 30 your ears don't know that <laughs> they don't your ears no. aren't like positive thinking no, gurus. your no. ears didn't read marianne williamson no. last they've been night. on the planet for 50 years yes they are so yes that digging at marianne yes and they just start to droop yes and like for me i like i got diagnosed as being pre-diabetic oh fun times and that's just in my family mm-hmm. and i was like what the look at me i'm thin right right i don't i don't i don't i gave up sugar mm. when what am i doing and it's like fruit fruit was good for me when i was in my <laughs> right, 20s right. now wait so now i can't have fruit so how am i gonna shit if i don't eat fruit like just oh, explain this you to know me, people. it's just so unfair. i'm already doing the chia flax thing with the green oh, in the morning wait, with the shake and the let thing let me just say the- i never thought kale was going to catch on <laughs> and that's just how i'm so bad at reading that? trends i know right Who would think that whoever is behind kale should get behind well, my book yes because i need those and bing public- <laughs> i need that publicist whoever publicized kale instead yes. of fucking genius amazing- and greek yogurt yes all of a sudden greek it's yogurt everywhere. is everywhere yes yes like wasn't yogurt greek before <laughs> 
don't know. I guess we it was it was too strange and exotic, but there's nothing too strange so. and exotic. If you can find Greek yogurt uh-huh. in Alabama do now, let's say. Do you think that like the people behind Greek yogurt, like the, the marketing were Greek? Or they're like, we're actually Polish or we're Slavic, but we want to push Greek yogurt. I don't you know. Like, yeah. What? Is it really? Is it only? I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know. Greek it's the yogurt. recipe, I guess. I guess so. I guess. It's like feta guess cheese, so. Greek yogurt. They have special no, things they no, do. No, feta cheese is not a country. No. <laughs> I know. No, I know feta. I mean, it, it. It might be an island somewhere in there. Who knows? I don't know. Actually, where where does it come? Wait, let's Bing it. Right. Yes. Wait. Oh, damn! I don't have Bing on my phone. Nobody Shit. has. Oh my god! I have a BlackBerry still, and I realize that it's not it's so sad. There's actually still a portal for MySpace. <laughs> it's like it's oh, so BlackBerry, charming. you're so sad. It is. I'm gonna turn it on one day, and it's just gonna go. Uh, it's gonna make an old person's noise. It's gonna be like, ugh, ugh, and then fart, and then just fart, and then just die. Yeah. it's just gonna keel over. But they actually have a MySpace. Wow. Oh, it's so sad. MySpace and Bing should get together. Yes, I think Bing will be the MySpace of will be. It will be if it. Will it well, I think you have to need to be popular first in order. to I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Uh, one of the funniest things I talk a lot about in this um, on my podcast here is uh, my chin hairs. So I was just so relieved, Ugh. Annabelle, to find out that you two have an obsession uh, that you haven't gotten them professionally dealt with. And maybe you have by now, but there's a lot of tweezers in your house because um, you never know when an errant hair i mean i was just driving yes. up here and i found five more that were not there yesterday okay, so first of all yes i i don't know why i felt driven to write about we this. do i do appreciate about it made me feel the, less alone in the world thank you the tweezers that are hidden <laughs> around my house i keep it in the car under her pillow it's a real erection it's killer it's wait a, wait i just heard any possible chance of erections yeah, no. out there go down no i'm oh, sure my husband i'm sitting in bed at night pulling you know p- picking and i'm just thinking Oh, poor Bob. I'm sure he didn't think. This okay, is first of all, my uh, now Jeff just does not. No, I have to. I have to go into the safe room in the house, like <laughs> the hey, chamber, in the chamber. <laughs> Even though I hide them everywhere, if he's in the house, yeah. I must lock myself away. Mm-hmm. Lock the door, which is like, better to focus I don't anyway and concentrate. See that? Yeah. At a certain point, you know, the magnified mirror is not your friend. No, it's I don't also have one your of those. best friend. I mean, no, you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's really upsetting how this happens, and I would get it professionally taken care of, but I'm not organized enough, hence all the stuff in my car. And it's like 40 bucks a hair or something to get those things zapped or whatever it is. And it's very confusing because also, in order to get it done, you have to let it grow for a certain amount of time. (laughs) Right. I'm not willing. Who has that? No. Very wealthy women. This is the whole thing where it's all about money again (laughs) because like the things you can do to not look old all take downtime yes. and a lot of money to things I don't have yes, enough of. Exactly. Because I'm like, well, okay, what you need to do is, oh my God, well, first of all, you have to let it grow to a certain length, right? Nightmare. And who has the down? Da- no. And, so not- you'd have to be locked right. away. Right. I'm sure like, you know, these Which I'm guessing maybe writing my book, I could do that a little bit because I feel like a hermit anyway right you now. But could, <laughs> I suppose. But I suppose someone like, look, Sandy Bullock, she's right. 50. Yes. Are you telling me? In Gravity, I saw not one hair, no. not one line, not one. <laughs> 
anything. <laughs> and I'm, this is no criticism of her. I love her. She's fantastic. Yes. She's great. Um, so uh, maybe it was the maybe it was the the uh, the non no gravity atmosphere that kept <laughs> her face from looking so great. But and chin hair's not growing. No, obviously. Sandy Bullock mm-hmm. can spend, okay, two weeks at home with the chin hairs. Yes. Not go out and <laughs> then pay someone a gazillion dollars. A, a Probably hair, to come to her house. Come to her house. Yeah, she wouldn't even have to leave and the house. Do that. And then I've heard that if you get the laser, mm-hmm. you have to shave it first. Now, oh. let me just say, <laughs> I... I don't want to see myself doing that. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, screw anyone else seeing me do it. Of course, it would be behind locked doors yes. in a chamber that was a locked door with another locked door. And I, <laughs> but, but I would have to look in the mirror and I could never, <laughs> ever get that image out of my head. Yeah, yeah. Right? It would be tough. It would, it would just kill me yeah. to see myself shave my face. I can't even <laughs> say it. It's terrible. It kind of fits in with this weird image I had today, which is like, Oh, my chin is like the chin of a 13-year-old boy. It's like, you know, the 13-year-old boy is checking to see when those first hairs come in. My son is not a hairy person, and so he's 16. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I can say this because he'll never listen no. to this. He would rather You're drop it, dead. So right. Me doing it, never. <laughs> so the other day, I'm driving him in the car, and I look over, and the light's just right, and I see a curly hair. <laughs> On the chin, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get it. It's like, no, mom. I'm like, oh, please let me, let me, let me pluck it out. Oh, I want to, I want to bronze it. It's like, oh, mom, what is wrong with you? Are you insane? I'm like, please, he won't let me pull it out. I'm like, you got. First of all, you got to get rid of that. It's looks, it's right. one. You got to wait till you can get, you know, yeah, at you, least you, thirty you, or forty you, to, you, to cooperate not, or something. Not good there, but this is, you know, once. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Again, erection killer. I okay. Once there was a hair. Uh, there was a hair around the area of my neck. I thought it was from my head. It was ra- it was no. It was, a, it was a neck hair. It was so long. Where did that thing come from? They disappear. I I'm convinced. And they disappear. I never saw it ever again. I just right. want to make that very clear. It, but it was like it had like I have, a. I have an uh, eyebrow hair like that. That I'm like always. You know, I'm doing uh-huh, the eyebrows. I'm checking uh-huh, in the mirror. I'm just, keeping things organized in the eyebrow area but every five six months i'll be doing that and i'll be like and there'll be this one inch long white hair in my eyebrow and i'm thinking i have been keeping up i am monitoring the situation did this come in overnight that was one thing i really liked in sex in the city of course actually there was there was i really liked the samantha breast cancer storyline that's terrible to i mean but no it was Mm -hmm. really i thought it was really done well but there was one show where they were freaked out about seeing the gray pube right right first of all i think it was like a timepiece now that they had pubes because you know the hairless vagina has become the norm and actually Actually, that I th- you know the cra- crazy thing is you get used to things, right? I've seen enough of those mm-hmm. in videos. Oh, now when you see a bushy yeah. one, it's startling. I know Gabby Hoffman <laughs> on Girls the other night. Yes! It was like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> wow. She she's done this in a couple movies. Now I think my husband and I were arguing about this. You can tell the kind of incredibly intellectual <laughs> things we're discussing. Is it a real bush or is it oh, American? Uh, American. I think she's. Added. Nobody can be that. Is it possible she can have a? I mean, it, it's a like very, a four. It's yeah, unbelievable. It's a seventies bush. But I've heard the bush is coming back. Oh, good. I've heard that it's you know because like everything can, right. I the have, pendulum is swinging. The pendulum is the pubic hair now. <laughs> now, I mean, I have to say this is one of those age things. I've never in person seen the hairless penis. No, no. I 
I kind of like the man to be a little different than the lady. I don't know. I mean, it just yeah. seemed like, really? When Strange. did that happen? I don't know. That's that's. It's way just, too much focus on things that really can't matter that much. <laughs> I, well, it's it's well, you it's know, it's a personal choice, obviously. It, it, it's uh, it's it's very fashionable now, but we'll see in yeah. in a few years. It could be like you know, and the thing is, it doesn't grow back as well if you've been doing the mm-hmm. whole thing. They'll have to get tattoos of <laughs> pubic hair tattooed on. That's the business of the future. Oh, we should go into that future. business. <gasps> yep. Okay, when Bing, when we take we take the technology behind Bing and behind MySpace, we get those guys together yes. we form the pubic hair tattooing yes. app this will be the big thing the pubic hair tattooing app if we can make it 3d right. 3d pubic hair printer right oh wait oh wait, is, wait see this good. is the future really that actually yeah good. yeah that now you're good. thinking yeah and then we we get it all go it's got to have an app it's got to have a 3d printer <laughs> yes. and it cannot be bing whatever you do don't no. see when i hear bing though i also think of steve bing whose name i know because very late at night I can sometimes Google trashy stuff. (laughs) And isn't he the guy that had a baby with Elizabeth Hurley? Oh, I don't know. Why do I know this? I don't. That's a weird thing to actually have in that 50-year-old brain. You know what? What if? What if I have a short-term memory loss and the only thing I'm left (laughs) with is Steve Bing is the guy who fathered Elizabeth Hurley's baby. He's now a kid now. Mm. Because I read it this long time ago. What if that's all I'm left with? Mm. Isn't that terrible? Wouldn't that be just terrible? You'll, you'll have to find a way to make some sort of I'll have to make an meaning effort. out of yeah. And maybe it has to do something with the angel wing also. <gasps> I mean, there might be some connection in oh there. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> it could all be coming together Ooh. for you. Uh oh! Uh oh! Before we go, uh, I wanted to know a little bit about since I'm in the middle of writing my book. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. I, it feels like I have left planet Earth. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm in this other state that I can't really talk to anybody about know, yeah. because uh, they wouldn't understand because I'm living inside of my head. Yes. I'm writing a memoir mm-hmm. like you, but I'm going all the way back, all the way back, all the way back. So I'm living out these like m- big giant moments mm-hmm. of my life and, and every year of it. And uh, and and I feel like I, like I have. I've, I've left the Earth and... Um, and yet at the same time, uh, I feel like I'm happy to leave the earth because it seems like a lot of work to be out there. You know, it's so time. funny. I do think that writing is like a form of insanity. Mm-hmm. It's like you're lost in this. It, it is so crazy. And then, I mean, so there's all these different levels of insanity about it. So first of all, you're in this other world that you're creating, which isn't really the memory. It's the, it's the, it's, right. it's the constructive cons- narrative that you are at this age. So it's right. not really reality. It's the reality of a of, of Kelly now at this age, looking back right. with this perspective. And that is, that's important, right? Because if uh, if you didn't have perspective, it would just be your journal. <laughs> you read, just read your journal. This is the difference between journal writing. I sometimes I'll, I teach well a, a memoir class, right? Yes. So I say there's there's journal writing, which has no perspective. It's just it's just you're writing about your feelings, your energy, uh-huh. and then there's police reports, which are just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> right. You know, and writing is something different than that. Yeah. It's really having this overview. So then, so you're in your brain, and then you're on the page, and it's this other world, mm-hmm. and then. And it's like 
there's that level of craziness because, right. you know, it's so consuming. Then there's the other level of craziness, which you start saying to yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Is anyone going to read this? <laughs> right. Is it, what am I, you know, and like you can start to believe that no one will ever read it and right. that you're doing something that's just crazy masturbatory. And, oh my gosh. And, and you do what I do, which is my, my phone alarms went off because I, um, I, when I'm writing, I put alarms on to remember to get back into the world. Oh, nice. Because, I mean, I really can wow. get so, like, into this thing, and, like, all life can stop. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But there's, the, I think then the crazy thing about, like, you wonder if it's going to mean anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many levels of, and then, of, of craziness, you know? And yeah. I think it's really normal. Yeah. And, you know, really, I feel like as a writer, I'm just, you know, I am trying to become a better writer that's mm-hmm. all i know mm-hmm. you know yeah. about writing is i'm trying to become i put a lot of time into it yeah and i make every time i write after i'm done i would like to, I, I, this is the third book and i would write a different book now mm-hmm. do you know what i mean oh, like for sure oh, for sure no, i mean this i mean it's even like the chapters i've already done it's like right oh, and God. even when it's finished yeah. you know what i mean because you keep growing yep. hopefully yeah because you're and, now the new person right who's got the new perspective right. and, and you've and, written something which gives you a whole right. new perspective also right. and so that is the yeah. work and yeah. the work to, you know, the work is to keep going back i mean that's a, someone i said to me too um do you ever just write and it just flows and it flows and it's all great? I was like, no. Right. No. You're revising, revising, revising. Yeah, it's all in the And editing. then you're just trying to decide how much to do. So you're in this world and this layer of this world and this edit of this. So you're just, you've been in that world so long. <laughs> yes. It's like, am I ever going to get out of that world? And I think that to me, like really great writers must have that attention span mm. and that sort of fortitude to keep going yeah. when you want to stop. Yep. And that to me is it's so amazing. So now so 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 I think it's normal to be in that craziness. Yeah, yeah. And it's normal to keep trying to push yourself and it is the work of the writer I as I understand it. And let me just say this is just my perspective. Yeah. Just one person doing this. You know, it's it's that trying to stick with it mm-hmm. that makes you both crazy yeah. and that makes the writing better yep and you know you'll you'll never know like if what is going to resonate with other people mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and something oh, yeah and I, s- I have readers and they'll read it and they'll pick out a line and be like really that that's I, the thing that totally resonated right. for you. And then wow, like that's some, fascinating. And, and then like, you know, you, you just and you just try it. And I think my my goal as a writer is to be able to extend my disbelief of how crazy I will feel. Yes. So that I can because I even now, I mean, I, I'm really proud of this book, but I can see certain flaws that I would like to have corrected. Mm. I didn't have as much overview of certain things. Certain things I yeah. really got my handle on. Some things got away from me. Uh-huh. I know what and you're talking about. It's, yep. it's, this is what makes you so crazy because you don't know when to stop. Yeah. You don't, you know what it, I mean? It, it's, it is that that thing where they say, you know, a, a novel isn't is, isn't finished. It's just abandoned or something. You know, there's a sense of abandonment. And sometimes you have to say, it's good enough. It's it's good enough because I could do well, you should start to deconstruct it. Too. Yeah, yeah. And then then you end up with nothing because it's so hard. And I'm, now when I of course every single it's, I look at books now with so much admiration for 
every single writer mm-hmm. out there because I I think it's the same way that as an actor when I started acting I didn't know how much work went into yep. it you mm-hmm. know and and it acting only got harder and harder and harder in certain sense because my standards got higher and higher and higher you know and I feel the same way about writing it gets harder and harder and harder because I want to do better and better work yep. Yep. and and I feel that I just feel even more like I look at books now and I think, how do people do it? <laughs> how do they do it, people? It, I just, I just admire. It's even, it's even magical it, while you're doing it. You're like, it, how am I doing well, this? I've been I, writing for three months straight well, now. I look it's at like, this book. I've never done anything for three months right. straight. I, I'm like, I did another book? Yeah. How did I do that? Yeah. Of course, Two years. Yes, exactly. yeah, I know. Yeah. I know exactly how I did it. I cleaned the gutters in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I reorganized my my closet. But you did I, not clean your car out. I not. Did, I refused <laughs> to clean the car out. But okay, can I? Can I? Do we have any time? Or we do have we, are half we a minute. Oh well, let me just say. Keep keep going, thank you, Kelly. It's 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 it is crazy. Yeah, it is. You know, but it, I think it's I think it's gonna. I'm so excited to read your book. I am so excited Yay. for it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're so excited it. to finish it. Yeah, I'm a third of the way through. I think oh, that's good. It's good. It's good. Well, thank you, Annabelle. Uh, everyone, please uh, go out. Uh, the book comes out next week. Next week. Next Wednesday, Tuesday. Uh, say March sixth. March sixth. You can pre-order it. You can pre-order it. People you can. Authors love pre-orders. We do. <laughs> you, you know, if you love an author, pre-order, pre-order their book pre-order even before book. they write it. <laughs> ah, very true. Very yes. true. Uh, publishers like those numbers. They do. So go out and find uh, on your electronic devices. Don't use Bing. You might not find it. Uh, I See You Made an Effort, Compliments, Indignities, and Survival Stories from the Edge of 50 by Annabelle Gerwich. Uh, you can get it uh, next week or pre-order it today and uh, come out to L.A. Go to Annabelle's website. Yeah. All of her events are on I'm, there. You're I've traveling got like the country. You're going cities, to New York and Florida. Portland, and, Seattle. Like San Francisco. God. St. Louis. Wow. You can't stop. Nashville. Wow. You, everywhere. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Nashville. Yeah. I like that. So everyone go out. It's a great book. Thanks, uh, you 50-something ladies, you will adore it and love it. And people who are younger, it's a cautionary it tale. <laughs> you should have that. It's if you're gosh. older, you'll be tripped down memory it, lane. It will. You'll be like, oh, Buy how it quaint. for your how mother. Charming. Yes, for exactly. Your yes, buy it for your mother. Exactly. Uh, so thank you so much for coming thank by you, and hanging Kelly. out. So much fun. And uh, we're going to end the show here with... Uh, a song from Dan Byrne's new album called Forget Me Not. Because Dan Byrne makes an album a week. Bless his heart. He's prolific. He's very prolific. Last time I came through here, the big dance band was mine. I sang of things that mattered, revolution, Palestine. Afterwards we walked alone, the moon was out, your eyes they shone. And I gave you forget-me-nots. You whispered, take me home And I said, home is oh so far away And anyway, I got so much to do Before I can think of heading home Heading home Last time when I came through here I just strummed guitar 
Played the chords and kept the beat for the big new singing star. Afterward, I scanned the crowd. Out by the bus, you weren't around. And I trashed my forget me nots. Thought of you and thought of home. But home is oh so far away. And anyway, I got so much to do before I can think of heading home. Heading home. Who knows your job could keep you working nights Maybe it's not just because my star ain't shining quite so bright Maybe next time I come through You'll be waiting when they turn the lights down low And I'll give you forget-me-nots You'll whisper, take me home And I'll say home's not so far away And anyway, ain't got much to do Maybe it's time we're heading home Heading home This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Hey, Kev, it's time to record a new Smodcast. Fuck off. I'm listening to one of the other great shows on the Smodcast Podcast Network, Scott. There's so many to choose from. You damn skippy, there's so many to choose from. I'm on five every week myself, man. Uh, Hollywood Babylon on Monday, Smodcast with you on Tuesday. Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old on Wednesday with Jay Muse. Fat Man on Batman every Thursday. And then I wrap up the week with Education with Andy McElfrish. There's so many to choose from. Hell yeah, son. And those aren't the only podcasts. Those are just the ones I'm involved with. What about the podcasts of Smodco that don't feature me, man? Like Tell Em Steve Dave. Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe. I Sell Comics with Ming and Mike. There's so many to choose from. Hey, man, there's also Film School Fridays or NetHeads or Get Up On This, Team Jack. There's so many to choose from. The Breaks, man, Waking from the American Dream, Bagged and Boarded, Phoebe, Soundbite Nation. These are all the shows you could be listening to over at Smodcast.com, Scott. There's so many to choose from. And if audio's not enough for you, man, if you're just like, no, I want the thick dick of video as well, man, we can go to our YouTube channel, which is C-Smod, or you can watch Comic Book Men, our show on AMC, following The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead every Sunday night there's so many to choose from that's right scott there are so many to choose from so get choosing kids go to smodcast.com start getting picky man stick these sweet sweet oral sounds into your ear pussies there's so many to choose from you said that already there's so many to choose from